So this is episode number two of uh, Millennial's Guide to Life. And today, as I talked about yesterday, I'm just going to talk a little bit about discipline and how incredibly vital discipline actually really is to your life. And kind of one of the, the, the first statements or the first, uh, you know, quotes I think that I ever heard, um, and I can't honestly tell you where I heard it from, but it, but it does make a lot of sense, is that every great thing that has ever been accomplished, uh, okay, I won't say every great thing, but, but most, almost all great things that have ever been accomplished by people came through discipline. You know, if you look at some examples of that statement, right, Henry Ford. Henry Ford was, I believe, an eighth grade graduate, built the most successful car company. Number one, he started the, the car company. Um, he was one of the innovators in engines. There were a couple combustion engines made, um, being designed and in practice before he made his, but he was one of the first. But he did not manufacture, and he didn't innovate, he didn't create the car, he innovated the car and he created Ford Motor Company. But one of the ways that he did that was just pure discipline, pure discipline in how he created, how he worked, how he made Ford into the business and the company that it is, and he and he continued to push and push and push his own narrative. But he had to be disciplined about that. You know, he, he couldn't sit around all day or, or take a break. You know, granted, he didn't have Facebook back in the day to to waste a lot of his time on. You know, but but he did have to be disciplined in how he went about his life. And I think discipline, in, in a large way, can be related to order. It's it's order in your life, and. The society that we live in today with technology and with the, the craziness that sometimes occurs in life, it's, it's, it's almost anti-discipline. It's anti-order because I have a phone that can distract me at any moment. I have a phone where now if one call, you know, one bad call can make your world just flip upside down. You want to think about like the death of a loved one or, or something terrible happening. At the same moment, you know, we can also have incredible joy and we can get, you know, an, a, a sweet text from a, a partner or we can get, you know, some good news about something that we may be interested in. So there's there's really just a, a lack of order in the new world today because everything is just so transient. Everything is so mobile and flexible and bendable and, you know, human beings from an evolutionary standpoint really aren't meant for that. We're not meant to deal with that. We're, we're meant to adapt to our surroundings and to our situations. But in large part, right, tribal life that we had was very ordered. We, we woke up in the morning and we you know, went about our day. We, we knew, all right, we, I have to survive. I need to get food. I need to do this. And then we'd come home and we'd eat and we'd relax and we'd, we'd sing or dance or paint or whatever uh, the tribalistic cultures did back in those days. Well, now what you're looking at is a society where there is no order. Time itself doesn't, you know, time is, is of such great value to us because of how busy our lives are. And at the same time, time, the, the, the order of time that we have isn't as important. You know, people that stay up till four in the morning now, well, you didn't stay up till four in the morning when you lived even 300 years ago because you didn't have electricity. So what are you going to do? You know, sit in the dark and, and stare at your hands or stare at a fire till 4 a.m.? No, that, that never happened, right? We've created a lot of these, these new ways in which we can live our lives, not realizing that, that those ways were created less than 150 years ago, roughly, when you look about, when you think about electricity. And, 
you know, electricity in homes and things of that nature. And obviously there were candles, but, um, you know, in large scale, we just never lived this way. So the, the anti-discipline of this world really calls to that we need discipline. And one of the biggest issues, I think one of the things that I hear the most, one of the things I've read the most about are, are our generation's lack of discipline. And I think this is right. I think it's completely right. I think, and there are a lot of people who might be like, oh, that's not true at all, you know, oh, or that's just people saying stuff about millennials. No, I think it's true on a, on a broad level. And it's partially our fault and it's partially not our fault. The causes of, of why our generation really lacks discipline in most things is from several sources. First off, parents in general, and this is from a generalized standpoint, I understand that not all parents are the same. I understand all people are not the same. And my parents didn't do what I'm about to describe to you. Um, they did and they didn't. So what is important to understand is that growing up, right, parents, especially nowadays, and I have friends who have kids and, and, and they just turn the TV on, right? And so I've watched a kid sit in front of a TV for three hours. You know, a child is sitting in front, a, a, a four-year-old child sitting in front of a TV for three hours, right? Now, how many people have the time today, if you work a full-time job and have a family, have time to sit down and watch TV for three hours, or if you're going to college and you're trying to get a, a difficult technical degree, like engineering, how many people have three hours to sit down and watch TV? Almost no one. I'll tell you that. Almost no one on a regular work day. You see, that's the thing is we, we've created this world where that's that's okay. And we're from birth. We're, we're built this way. We're programmed this way of, of watching TV and, and, and you know, you're, you're being a kid, right? But back in the day, being a kid meant going out and playing and using your imagination and, you know, if you were bored, well, you had to learn how to be bored. You know, you had to learn how to use your imagination or, or play with rocks or, or all of that. I mean, I, I think one of the greatest things that I can credit to both my own education and my own ability to be creative is the fact that I used, I was so bored when I was a kid because I, I was, you know, dragged around to horse shows and, and, and racetracks my, most of my young life. I had to create my own entertainment. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have TV around me. So I had to create my own entertainment. I had to imagine my own situations. And I, you know, I had a, a pretty vivid, had a pretty vivid imagination to do. So, you know, it was, it was easy for me to eventually start to just imagine things and entertain myself. You see, we don't get that now. Our generation doesn't, or, you know, our generation was really one of the first generations where that started to go away. And I think our previous generation as well experienced some of that, but we really got hit hardest with it, with cell phones and Facebook, and especially in the teenage years where, you know, I know they say that you're very impressionable when you're younger, but I think you're even more impressionable as a teenager because you, you're moving away from your parents. You know, you, you were 12 and 13, you know, now you start to care more about the society that you live in. And if the society that you live in only cares about Facebook and only cares about Instagram and only cares about all of these things, you're going to care about those things too. Like I said before, I was a weird kid when I was in high school. I was a weird person. I didn't like a lot of people. I didn't like a lot, but I still had Facebook. I still had MySpace. I still had all of those, those things that people, you know, that my, my, my social group was using because I wanted to be a part of that social group. And there are 
very, very few people I've ever heard of who, who, who didn't care about that, who didn't care about their social group when they were a teenager, because you just don't know. Your, your brain isn't fully developed, your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. You know, a lot of those things that you want to do at those times involve vast amounts of, you know, what I would say, anti-discipline, right? Facebook itself is anti-discipline. Right? Oh, if, if, if you need to be doing your homework, okay, well, I just pull out my phone and look at Facebook for 20 minutes. Or if you should be cleaning your house, well, yeah, I'll just look at Facebook really quick just because I'm, and I need a break. Okay, 35 minutes later, you've realized that you haven't done anything that you want, right? But what's even worse about that, what discipline really entails, is having focus and attention on what is going on around you. You know, this is really, I think, that one of the, the great benefits of discipline, and it's one of the big reasons why people don't have discipline nowadays, is that discipline begets discipline. So if I say I'm going to focus for an hour, and I focus for an hour on whatever task I'm doing, and I mean completely focused. I don't mean I've got Facebook open, and I just glance up and scroll and see who, who liked my page or who liked my picture or whatever. Right. If I am completely focused on one aim, on one goal for an hour, right? Number one, I'm going to get a lot more done in that hour than somebody who uh, is distracted. Number two, that is going to beget me to, to have a good feeling like, wow, I just did that, right? And I'm going to connect the fact that I was not distracted to that feeling. I can almost promise you few people in our world today can really say that. Few people in our world don't feel the anxiety that comes from not having your phone right next to you. And so one of the, one of the challenges that I want to bring to you today, and I, I think one of the first self-discipline challenges that, that you should take, and I'll, I'll talk about more of these um, in future podcasts and, and, and kind of bring them up and I'll post them on my website as well, of these are just small tasks that, that you can take each day to build discipline. Because building discipline is... It's a lot more like building a 3,000 square foot house out of bricks, out of cinder blocks, than it is building a mobile home where you just kind of like nail the walls together. I think a lot of people try to do the whole mobile home thing. They, they try to say, okay, well, I know what, I'm going to be self-disciplined now. And they, they make all of these absurd claims and they, they say, I'm going to eat healthy. So they, they eat nothing but lettuce for two days. I, I don't know if anyone there has ever eaten lettuce for two days or tried some of these crazy ass diets. I have. I was curious. I didn't know any better. So I just tried them all and I felt absolutely horrible. I felt terrible. It's like, like I'm addicted to caffeine. I'm addicted to coffee, right? If I don't drink coffee, if I drink two, so let's say if I drink five cups of coffee in a day and I'm like, oh, I need to come back. So I just don't drink any coffee the next day. I'll feel freaking horrible. And then what happens is I feel so terrible. My my will and my, my own self-discipline breaks. So I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to go big. I'm going to go hardcore because I, I had to, um, cause, because I had to, you know, be self-disciplined for a time. You know, it's very, very difficult to be disciplined. It's, it's And it's even harder now. As I said, technology, I think, is anti-discipline. Or social media, excuse me, is, is, is anti-discipline. You know, and these algorithms that they build are incredibly addictive to our personality because we crave information. Because if you want to think about it and why this is true, 
Um, and this is a simplistic standpoint, and I am not a scientist or an anthropologist or a biologist. So what I'm going to say is really just conjecture based on what I think. But I, but back in the day, right, as an as, as a species that had to fight for survival, we used information such as you know what the birds were doing today, or foot or footprints, or tracks or, or droppings or whatever you want about animals to, in a large way, give us more information about what was happening to our food source. And in the same way, it was our tribal instincts, right? We needed information. We needed to talk to other people. We needed to see where were we in the group? How were we doing in relation to other people? Because we needed those other people to survive, right? We needed other people to help us hunt, to help us gather food, to fend off warring tribes. So we needed information. And what we did, you know, and this is one of the amazing things about our society is, is we figured out how to take our information, break it all down into little bits, and then transmit it over incredible distances. That's that's basically all we've done. That's the technological internet revolution, is that we figured out how to transmit information at close to the speed of light. And that is what has changed our entire world. That's what's created all of these technologies that are anti-discipline. And, and, and it's one of those things where technology itself is both good and bad. There is no good. Like there is no just holy good thing in the world. Uh, I'm sorry. There's not. It doesn't exist. We all exist in a continuum of going from good to bad and bad to good and, and, and such. And that's why, you know, you see these, these kind of patterns exist in the world. If you look at Democrats, Republicans, well, you look at radical leftists and alt-righters, right? The, the balance is there. It, it, it exists in nature. And I know that that's kind of a philosophical standpoint, but, but I, I, I kind of see it as is, is when you have these systems that are so anti-discipline in technology, well, the balance part, right, you need is very strong self-discipline, but our education system doesn't teach it. Our parents, for their part, probably don't teach it because they're probably not self-disciplined as they should be. Right? That's why 50% of our country, and I think it's actually now 60%, I think the number's going up, of people that are either overweight or obese in this country. Right? That's why that number's so high. Because what is eating? Eating is self-discipline. If I have unlimited resources, and we do, we have unlimited, if you, as long as you're financially sound, you have, you have unlimited access to food. What is the difference between a fat person and a skinny person? I'll tell you, it is self-discipline minus some genetic factors. And if you have a, like 0.02% of the population has a thyroid issue. Okay, those two, those two factors excluded, right? You, most likely, the difference between being incredibly fat and overweight and obese and being a normal weight, right? A normal weight, not, not, not a model, not a, not a whatever, not a, a, a men's health fitness magazine or whatever, right? The, the true difference between those two things is self-discipline. It is self-discipline. It's choice and discipline. And, and for a large part, actually, it's education. Um, but education itself is, is, a, is a kind of a, it, it is dependent upon self-discipline. If I'm disciplined to learn all this information, I'm going to make healthier choices, e.g. I'm going to be healthier, I'm going to lose weight. So when you look at that, right, and when, when you look at this, you have to have self-discipline in this world. And if you want to be successful, you have to have incredible self-discipline. You really do. And it's one of the things I struggle with. It's one of the things that, that I know I, I should do better at, right? I should eat a little bit better. Or 
I know that I should spend less time on LinkedIn and I should spend more time creating content for podcasts and, and thinking and writing more instead of looking at the Wall Street Journal every day. So these are the things that I know I need to do and I'm still working through it. But if you want to start, right, if you want to start having self-discipline, I also recommend reading the book as I did said yesterday, um, Discipline Equals Freedom. It's a great book. It's, it's very easy to read. But it's incredibly powerful, and it's just—it's a Jocko Willinek who's a—he uh, was a former uh, Navy SEAL, and he wrote this book, and it's just kind of his philosophy on on why self-discipline is so important. And he is a true stalwart of discipline. He—he uh, he, he does discipline. I do discipline a disservice compared to what he how he describes it. But I think it's so important for my generation specifically, and I think it's so important for people who do have these technological addictions because they are addictions. You know, if if you think you're not addicted to something, okay, then then delete all of your apps on your phone and don't look at Facebook for for an hour. And if you experience one iota of anxiety, you are addicted. I was addicted to Facebook. I was addicted to MySpace. I was addicted to Instagram. I was addicted to Snapchat. I was addicted to oh, I never had really Twitter. Um, I was addicted to all of those technologies, right? I was addicted to information, and that's the problem, right? We've become such mass consumers of information that not a lot's going on. We're not actually then taking that information, analyzing it, generating our own opinions, and then putting those opinions out there. It's part of the reason I started this podcast was to do that, was to, was to take in all this information, and, and I've changed now to where the really the information I consume is mostly Wall Street Journal, um, some news sites, but I, I vary my news a lot. I, list, I read CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, CNNBC, ABC, um, Daily Wire. I, I, I read a ton of news. If I'm going to look at the news, I look at 20 different sites. Because, as I said before, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So I, I sit there and I kind of see, well, all right, what's Fox News saying? All right, what's CNN saying? Okay, they're pretty much opposite viewpoints. So somewhere in the middle, right? is probably the case, right? But that also takes discipline to say, I'm not going to get angry when I see a biased article from Fox News or CNN. It all takes discipline. Great things take discipline in your life. So again, the, the first like kind of self-discipline challenge that I want to bring to you is, is turn your phone off for an hour. Text people, let people know that you're, you're trying this new thing or you're, you know, you're just, hey, I'm going to be out of contact for an hour, right? Turn your phone off, go hide it underneath your couch or whatever, and focus on one thing, one thing, whether it's reading a book or drawing a picture or, or playing with your dogs or your children or, or, or speaking with your spouse or whatever. Just spend one hour not distracted, not, not having your phone near you at all, not having your computer open unless you need it for whatever activity you're doing. Close all your windows in your, in your, you know, except for whatever, whichever one you're working on, right? Put on some good, low, soft music. Don't, don't listen to like, I mean, I listen to like house music when I work, but you know, don't listen to like crazy music. Don't listen to like music with a bunch of words. Um, just really like low level, um, classical music or whatever you want really. It doesn't really matter. And, and just focus. And I, I promise you that's extremely difficult whenever you're so addicted to technology. I promise. And what it'll do is it'll also make you aware of when your your limit is, right? Your focus limit, your attention limit. Because what you'll do, and I've done this before, is you'll you'll get to a point where you wanna you'll, you're subconsciously so focused on something, but then that little that little pathway in your brain that's so addicted to technology or to whatever whatever kind of issue or or, or, or I would say 
detrimental behavior that you have that you need self-discipline to get get around right that's gonna that's going to start that's gonna start running that little loop in your head is gonna start running right and it's gonna be like a phantom like I remember I used to phantom check my phone I like when I first started this when I first deleted all of my social media except for the social media that I now use as a platform to talk about what I want you know I used to just go and grab for it it's like a ghost grab and I, I did the same thing when I go to the bathroom which is nuts that I would like pull my phone out because I just I was like oh well I'm not my brain isn't fully engaged so I'm just gonna do that right so do that you know self-discipline is so important you know if you want to talk about well there is no guide okay well first off you have to make your own guide but second off you need a, you have to figure out what your goals are I'll talk about goals uh, I believe I'm gonna talk about that in a couple days um, if you're gonna have goals in anything right what you really need to do what you which really have to do is you have to have self-discipline to even begin writing the guide to even begin writing your own guide to life right your own pathway to life you have to have self-discipline to actually do it and i I was so terrible at this because i was so distracted by so many things you will learn slowly over time of how distracted you really are and how distracted you don't think you are. You think, oh yeah, no, I have this under control. I don't need Facebook. You're wrong. I'm telling you, try this Try this out and see if you experience anxiety, then you have an addiction to it. You do. If you could not be without your phone for an hour, you are addicted to it. And some people will be like, I don't care. Okay. But if you're trying to do anything in your life, you need to control this. You need to get it under control. You need to have self-discipline which starts right now, right here, today. Self-discipline is, is a decision. It is not a, it's not a resource. It's not like you have a set, like, no, like, I don't have five self-discipline. You know, it's not a unit of measure. Self-discipline is a, is a decision that you make. It is a, is it is a ephemeral energy, I guess you could say, or a, or a, an ephemeral, which means uh, just kind of like light and airy, right? It, it, it's this, it's just, it's the structure. It really is. Like it's the, it's the rebar in the concrete that can help you cement your life. You can build a platform on your life so that you can become successful in whatever you want. So let me know what you think uh, in the comments for this. And I don't remember what I was going to talk about tomorrow, but I'll, I'll look at my notes and, and uh, I'll just post it tomorrow. So have a good day, guys.